Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. No, no problem at all. Um, how are you doing? Uh, just before we even start, how are you doing with everything going on in the world? It's probably the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I mean, it's it's been, um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty good. I just got back home to New York, and it's kind of opening up again. A lot less cases here, so it feels less depressing it's still very weird <laughs> yeah i read you uh went over to nashville for a bit um yeah new york uh back in march april is really like hectic how was that i guess in, in those times it was pretty bleak it was just like i love the city a lot and i grew up i mean i you know i've been here for eight years so i you know it uh it felt like it died it really just disappeared the culture that i've loved and was part of just gone. I mean, I'm sure that's how it felt for everyone everywhere, yeah. but I think there's just such an energy in New York that makes it what it is. And that was just completely gone. It was very weird to see. Yeah. I'm from uh, Toronto and yeah, it was really, Oh really? yeah, it was really strange. Uh, like when we got, I was like at a restaurant and they had like, um, health Canada was like, all right, we're on a state of emergency. So like the restaurant I was at, they had to shut down. And it was like, I think then it became like apparent, like, Oh, this, it's affecting us too because i think at that time yeah. it was all like american stuff around the world are you still there right now yeah i'm based in toronto okay yeah is it any different has it gotten any better over there is it still pretty scary yeah it's gone uh gone, like tremendously better so we've um the way we do is like stage one two and three so for the past two weeks we've been like in stage three which is um practically everything is open and um everybody wears masks so like we're doing like you know like the canadian way we're doing things like the right way but um <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah but i feel for you with the with america it's every time i look on social media it's like really hope you guys are doing okay yeah i mean it's definitely it feels like it's getting better but then every day something changes and i'm just trying not to get used to anything at this for point sure. all right so to start my name is jabril osman uh this platform is called studio one uh i've written for clash and the 405 and a lot of things over the years but i've always wanted to have my own platform so i didn't have to pitch artists to editors and really interview artists that i wanted to talk to without having someone controlling i guess the way it works. So I interview international artists like yourself, uh, artists across Canada, uh, more importantly, artists in Toronto, because I feel like our media scene isn't as big as it should be. So it's important mm. for me to highlight Toronto artists as well. So thank you so much for being on the platform. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, before we begin, can you just briefly introduce yourself and then we'll get started? Um, I'm Samia. I'm a singer, songwriter, and I'm uh, staying in my parents' house, <laughs> trying to get through this week. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so I know you were born in LA, and then uh, you moved to New York. Talk to me about how that experience was for you early on and when you started gravitating towards music, whether it's artists that you were listening to growing up or just the idea of performing and singing as a kid. Yeah, growing up uh, in LA, I listened to pretty much exclusively musical theater soundtracks with my parents. And um, then I started going to rock band summer camps, um, which is 
when I discovered artists like Elliot Smith and the national and Daniel Johnston, um, like Nirvana, I think yeah. those were the, the like sort of formative pivoting points for me. Um, and yeah, I just, I like begged to be in any bands that would have me at that point. Um, started asking a lot more questions about who my friends were listening to and going to shows. And, um, my parents wanted to move to New York. So we picked up and moved here when I was 15 and I would just go to every open mic night with my acoustic guitar and play bad songs. But the community was so supportive of me and like uplifting. And I don't, I don't think I would have continued to do it had I not been in that environment. Yeah. Um, it's pretty particular to Brooklyn and New York. I think like that sort of, that particular kind of like DIY singer songwriter community. Um, so yeah, from then on, I just, I didn't start this project that I'm doing now until like my freshman year of college. Um, and it's been through many different iterations of, of bands and members and sounds and everything. But, um, yeah, we've been doing this one for like five or six years. And starting out as an artist, do you think, uh, your eagerness and your joy of performing kind of took away the I, the the fear of it. Uh, I know uh, at the band camps that you talked about, you perform in front of your parents. Do you think the joy of it took away the idea of like um, the feedback of it not being great, or do you think you're just so happy to be singing that you didn't like? I guess put two and two together in terms of it being a real thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I from a pretty early age, I discovered that I'm more comfortable like singing and performing um, than I am talking to people. <laughs> I think I'm pretty generally shy in real life and like feel a, a, a real catharsis and liberation being on stage and playing music. Um, mostly because it feels like a conversation in itself. Like it really feels like a two way street for me and, and, a, and like a really sincere connection being up there and, and engaging with people that way. Um, it's harder, you know, for me to like figure out who I am on my own outside of that context. But yeah, it was never, I mean, it's always nerve wracking to some degree, but it always feels more natural for me to do that than anything else. And naming artists that you listen to at what point did you start to really like pay attention to like the way songwriting is formed and lyrics and songs and the way artists like create their bodies of works um, in terms of just really diving into the craft? Because a lot of people as fans of music, you know, listen to music passively and enjoy it. But I know as artists, there's kind of a deep connection to what you listen to. So for you, when did you start to, I ask because as a songwriter, songwriting is definitely important to you so when did that become a focus um when i was i mean my i think my whole life i I think that's why i took such an interest in songwriting so early on is because i would be in the car with my parents and a song would be playing and like every time i'd be like what does this mean like what is he saying like what is the thesis like try to understand what was going on and um i think it just got annoying for my parents so i just would seek answers elsewhere Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I mean, I always I want to be inside the head of the person who who writes a song that I love, um, and so I do everything in my power to to get there. And um, I, but it probably wasn't until like I became obsessed with Kurt Cobain, like probably everyone else at yeah. 15 years old, and just like read everything about 
what he did and what he was trying to say. And in college, I would like print out Father John Misty lyrics and try to paraphrase them and then try to like annotate them. I think like there were specific moments of that, but I've always just like really cared a lot about the origin of a song. For sure. Um, yeah, one of my favorite things to do is you know watch musical documentaries and really dive into the way artists like carry themselves. I love truly understanding how it went. That's why I think I gravitated towards being a music journalist. I mean, can't get any better, oh, yeah. to get any better than that. <laughs> but um, so in college, um, where you really found the passion and really dived into it a lot, um, what was it like when you first started releasing your own records and um, putting it out into the world? And the, the great feedback that you got from that, I know you would connect with Grand Jury Music and things like that. But for you as Samia, releasing records, how was that? I never felt like I knew what I was doing. And I was never certain of any of the songs I put out until this record now. Um, it was just a big process of trial and error. And um, I was trying to collaborate with a lot of different people, you know, and bouncing off of different people. You know, it, I, I feel lucky to have been able to um, have that journey of like finding myself and my sound in a way that, you know, was public for, you know, anyone to be involved in and, and witness because I know I can't delete it. You know, I'm like proud of everywhere, um, everything it took to get me where I am now, but I definitely like, I don't think I've been fully proud of or sure about anything until, until this album. So I think when I, yeah, I feel the most concretely like certain of this in this era that we live in um with um not necessarily knowing what kind of genre an artist is making it's so all of it combined and the way you make music i know a part of it people have tagged with you know female empowerment things like that and it's a bit of it is true but for you as an artist how how would you describe yourself and what you want to get out of what you're doing because i think most i think some of the times with um, articles and think pieces and the way artists are branded, it's not necessarily how the artist truly expresses what their art represents. So for you, what does um, this album mean to you and your, the songs that you make, what do they mean to you? I appreciate anything being branded as empowerment or received as empowering. Like if, if, it, if, it, if anything I say can empower someone, then I'm, you know, so grateful for that but I never feel like I'm writing from a place of empowerment I just it, it's all very like desperate and confessional for me and um I it's all autobiographical like it just has to be honest or I can't I, I wish I could write a song with a fictional narrative um but yeah it's just always in place of conversations that I'm too scared to have um so yeah if any you know anyone who's interpreted anything I've written as like uplifting or empowering like i think that's amazing i wish that i could feel that while i'm writing it but it's never it doesn't ever come from that place and with this upcoming new record uh the baby i know part of it is this idea of wanting to be taken care of and this idea of um you know they talked about desperation and pain um i think like the best music is music that's really honest and um really vulnerable um for you with this album is there the sense when it's released? Is it like a sense of relief that you finally got these feelings out into the world? Or how like how will you feel when it's officially out? Um, I definitely a sense of relief. Um, I think it just like 
a sense of pride for the first time too. I just am really proud of the work that everyone involved put in and everyone that I collaborated with, like I really trust and admire. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is weird to see like, you know, it's basically a diary of the last two years and with hindsight, you know, and new feelings and changes in my life. Like it's so odd to be releasing music from a time where I felt differently, but, um, but I'm, you know, I know every songwriter goes through that and it's a, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of the, of the work we did. So I'm happy to get it out. and an important part of being an artist uh given covid artists are not allowed to really do concerts and do shows and tour and things like that for you i know you've like done extensive amount of shows and been on the road and things like that how for you as an artist have you grown as a performer on stage and are there moments in concerts where you're like i'm starting to really feel you know comfortable with the idea of having like big audiences and things like that so how have you grown as an artist I mean, I think just the whole process of touring and the time that we've been able to be touring, I've like used as an opportunity to figure out how I want to tell my story on stage. And I always looked up to people who were like these wild, like, you know, crazy performers. And I wanted to do that so bad. But I think, and I think for a while, I just like tried to be as eccentric of a performer as I could. And um, over the process of touring sort of, came to realize that like it feels the best when I'm just as honest as I can be on stage on any given day and like sometimes I'm just gonna stand there and sing the songs and sometimes I'm like humping the ground and it just depends on like yeah how the how I feel moved to be um but I'm you know I have so much to learn about that I feel like we it is a bummer because I feel like we got uh put on pause like right in the middle of our journey as a band like figuring out what we want to do on stage but i'm excited to get back into it sure and um being with the quarantine and things like that how have you been communicating with your band and have you been making music uh uh like writing how has it been just being at home um do you prefer being at the studio is that where you you uh really feel comfortable how has it been for you um, I write pretty much everything on the piano by myself first and then come to my like friends and collaborators um, to help me like whittle it down to something that makes sense in the, you know, within the formula of a song. Um, so I have a harder time doing that. But it's been, yeah, it's just been hard to like figure out what I want to say now. I think I put so much time and effort into figuring out what I wanted to say on, on this record and um, obviously I have, you know, so much more to say, especially now that everything's upside down, but, um, yeah, I'm really excited to like get back in a space where we're like actively trying to create a body of work again. Cause I think I've just like a lot of little pieces of things excited to weave together. And with the way things are going on in the world, I feel like more important than, than ever, I feel like a lot of artists are really using their platform and their voice to create change, whether it's donating to causes and letting fans know you can donate there with petitions and things like that. For you, um, how has that been? Because I know you've been using your voice to create change and has a positivity with songs and donating and things like that. How has that been for you? 
Yeah, I've, I've just really tried to be actively listening as much as I possibly can right now because I know that so many things are being uncovered that have existed for so long and we just haven't necessarily had or made the space to talk about. And I think if there's any benefit to this pandemic, it's like people being willing to have conversations. It seems that maybe we haven't had before in like a more um, powerful and like uh, aggressive way. And I'm, I'm just like excited to be a part of that and excited to use my voice and my platform, like just mostly to amplify the voices of other people who are talking like as much as I possibly can. And another facet too is music videos that you've made. Um, how important for you are the visuals uh, in getting your ideas out there? Really important. Um, I, so much of, there's like a underlying, um, facetiousness or like, uh, making fun of myself in everything that I write. And I, I try to use the videos as a means to communicate that, um, because as much as I can, because I know that sometimes it could be, um, some of the time that I'm trying to make a joke it could be mistaken for sincerity and so like I really try to use the videos as a, a means of getting that point across um but yeah I mean we I've been able to just like work with some people who I've really creatively admired and loved for a long time on the on the videos for this record so far we have a couple more to do so that's a nice like um creative outlet for this time too and I don't get to ask this question that often. Uh, most of the time I interview artists that are a bit into their career or things like that, but it's like one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, for you, with the debut album, um, do you look at it as like the debut for you, the introduction to you? Um, how important for you as an artist is the idea of a debut album? How do you look at it in that view, um, as a lot of artists do sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been as uh, thinking as much about what that means as far as how other people perceive me or how, uh, like the newness of me and what I'm trying to say. Um, but I definitely, it's uh, the thing that I've wanted to do the longest and the most, and so it means a lot to me to to know that I said what I meant to say in this context, and so. I'm just excited to like open up that conversation with people and see like what, um, what it ends up meaning to them. Sure. And, um, usually when I get near the end of interviews, I'll talk to an artist and say, Hey, like, what do you have for the rest of the year? Whether it shows and how's it going to be performing these records. But obviously with things going on, that's been the question that I've been having to change. So for you in particular, um, throughout your career and doing shows and you're about to release your debut album, what's something you personally learned about yourself in being an artist uh, that you've seen throughout the years? More so about yourself. Um, I think... I just love collaborating with people and I love being a part of a community and I think when I've been able to do my best work is when I've allowed myself to really lean on those people and the people who inspired me and um having conversations asking for help like anytime I've tried to um 
not rely on anyone or do it on my own, it's been infinitely more difficult. So I think I've just like learned to allow myself to, to use the people in my life and rely on the people in my life and let them rely on me. And that's been as an artist, even just the best thing that I've learned. And on a final note, um, what's the best advice somebody's given to you uh, in your career? Something that you hold to you, whether it's something your parents have told you uh, or an artist or a friend, what's the best advice you've got that really helps you steer the ship of your career? <laughs> My mom um, always used to say, what other people think of you is none of your business. And I, I think that just sticks with me a lot. Just in terms of like, especially now that everything is on the internet, and you can see, you know, everyone's opinions are just totally on display all the time. Like, so easy to start measuring yourself according to what people are saying or not saying about you. And I just hear my mom's voice in the back of my head being like, it's really not your concern. Like, don't even look. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for uh, being on Studio One. Uh, it's been like an absolute pleasure to have this conversation. Um, I saw that you performed in Toronto last year, so oh, yeah. So sorry that I wasn't there and uh, discovered you too late, but I'm sure when the world spins uh, again, uh, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> can't wait to see you live when you come to Toronto. Um, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Until then, uh, take care and con early congratulations on this uh, new record. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Studio One.